It's goosebump time in Oxford, Mississippi. What's up? Podcast Rebellion, we're back at it again for the second time this week. We're going to get back into a normal routine with the college football season upon us. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled programming with uh, game previews, gambling previews. Uh, We'll do kind of a one-off episode once a week as well, but we are here. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me on the other side, Mr. Grayson Weir. Grayson, uh, how was Detroit? Oh, man. Detroit's Detroit. Um, I don't think there's any other way to put it, but nice little weekend. Get away. uh, Get out of the city. See something new. Dive into the history up north. Uh, Good to be back. You know, getting prepped up for football season, though. I sent you the pizza show episode um, that our boy Frank did up there. Did you dive into any Detroit pizza at all? Or I dove more than into Detroit pizza. Okay, good, good. Um, and we very can underrated pizza here. scene up there. I will admit firsthand that I'm forgetting the name of the place we tried first. So I had Buddy's Pizza, which is the place on the pizza show. If you mm-hmm. haven't seen the pizza show, go check it out on Vice. Great show. Um, he just goes around and learns about pizza. Pretty simple concept. Buddy's Pizza I had, and then I also had something called I think it was Luigi's or something like that. It's apparently yeah. the other – or Shipley. I don't know. Something like that. There's two pizzas places in Detroit, um, but Buddy's took the cake over whichever the other one was for sure. Nice. And we would be remiss if we if we were discussing Detroit pizza and we don't talk about the Illich family and Little Caesars. LC's is arguably one of the goats in the pizza game in my opinion. Uh, we've talked about this before. I can't stand by LC, but well, I know, know you love it. Yeah, I do. Um, now, we were talking Detroit before we started, and we were talking about it with uh, someone who I would say is uh, probably close to being an expert at this point. Uh, we welcome in our guest on this episode, Mr. Alex Zabo, Assistant Video Coordinator of Ole Miss Football. Alec, thanks for uh, taking the time to uh, meet with us, man. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks for having me, guys. So, uh, first thing, I, I gotta I gotta ask this because it's one of the most. I think it's it's probably, if not the most crucial element of making a video. In my opinion, it's the most. Um, how do we decide on the music? How does that work? For me, um, for me, it's mostly just whatever I'm listening to at the time, or like <clears throat> you know, I, first thing I do when I come in in the morning is open up Spotify and just listen to stuff. And it might be the same song that I've listened to a thousand times in the past week, or it might be something totally new. And I don't know. I I don't ever really think and do it that much, you know, and sometimes it depends on um, what I'm making it for, you know, Mm -hmm. like certain positions like coach Nick's last week said he wanted a video. He said, Hey, let me, what about a video for Saturday before the scrimmage? And I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there thinking on Thursday, I have no idea what I'm going to make. And, you know, he didn't say, oh, let's do this or that because, you know, he's seen my work. He's like, okay, you know, just make me something and get the guys right before Saturday, get the playmakers right. And I was like, all right. So I'm sitting there Thursday evening and I'm like, I have no no idea what I'm going to make. No clue. And then, I don't know, it was probably Thursday night. I was sitting there. Um, I must have posted something on my Instagram and Elijah Moore you know, swiped up on it, said something. And that's when I was like, Hey, you know, what song you want on a video? If I was going to make you guys a video, what would you want? And he sent me some little baby song. So I went and listened to that. And I was like, eh, I like it, but it ain't my favorite. And that's where you got to have like the freedom, you know, just cause a player wants it doesn't mean that it's going to be the best thing. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, he wants this on this, this video or for this. And if it's his highlight, then maybe, yeah. But as a creator, and if you've done it for a while, you got to trust your instincts. Like, no, this song, trust me. You know, I've said that a lot. Like, like I'm going to use this song. And they're like, eh, really? I, you know, I'm like, yes, we're going to do that. So I was scrolling through little baby and I was like, I don't really like the one that Elijah sent me, 
but I do like emotionally scarred. And I'm going to put that on there because just the way that the bass drops, the beat drops right at the beginning, it's intense. And when I heard that song, I was like, wow, that would go really good right after DK starts crying on the phone when, you know, his dreams, his dreams just became reality, you know, like his dreams just became reality that like that kind of emotion. And then boom, I want, you know, Danish, Elijah, um, all those guys to understand like what's at stake. Absolutely. And that's how you prep. And, and people forget too. Uh, those of us who don't use, you know, who aren't video creators, if you will. So the, the common man out there, people like Elijah sending you songs, you know, they forget that we don't use the whole song. So the whole song might be lit, but 30 seconds of it is all you're getting. What comes first here uh, for you? Kind of a chicken egg situation. What comes first, the song or the video? Um, it depends. Again, like my creativity isn't like I don't have it. I don't have it like laid out on a piece of paper. You know, it's not structured. My creativity sure. is more of just kind of whatever I'm feeling in the moment. So, you know, I come in here and we're about to go out to practice or whatever. And I go run around for a little bit and throw the ball, you know, toss the football with some of my students when we're out there and pick up my camera and just start shooting when they come out to the practice field. And usually that's how it goes. Like, I don't even have an idea in mind yet. I'm just shooting and I know what looks good. I want to get what looks good. And then I come in here and I look at it. And that's typically when I say, you know, oh, this looks, you know, this reminds me of this and this reminds me of that. And then everything all just kind of comes together and I go listen to Spotify and it's just, I'm all over the place when it comes to that kind of stuff. You know, it's, it's never one or the other, you know, it's never, oh, I listen to this song and I'm going to make this video to this song, or I have this shot and this song would be good with it. It's always a mix, but yes, I do. There is some times where it's like, I'm listening to this song and I need to put it on a video. That's, I would say that that is, I'll give that 60% of the time and the other, any other way is about 40% of the time. Gotcha. And then let's run it back here. Let's go way back. So for those of the the people listening that don't know your story, um, started in Toledo, ended up in Oxford. Can you walk us through, you know, how the, I guess the, you said, um, before we, we got on the call that the Ole Miss video department works a little bit differently. Can you just walk us through kind of how you ended up in Oxford and, and where the, the love for video came from? Yeah, for sure. Um, first though, first though, I know you gave my title assistant video coordinator, Alex Abo, but I feel like most people will know the at Roy Whitka first, <laughs> you know, it's the Roy Whitka. It's not Alex Abo. And, and I almost feel like I can differentiate between people who really know me and who just know of the brand or whatever I'm trying to build, they know it by Roy. So if they call me Roy, I'm like, Oh, they don't really, you know, they know, but they don't really know. So that's always, that's, I feel like that's big in how, you know, what I started at Toledo and got here because it never, it was never different. You know, my Instagram handle has always been Roy Whitka. It's never been Alex Zabo. So way, way back when I started freshman year of Toledo, um, I had already done it my junior, my junior and senior year in high school, I think. Um, and that started because we had a Mac lab, like an iMac lab. And we would do, uh, media tech and like intro to media tech, those classes. I took those classes cause I was always good, um, with a computer and I had already, yes, I had already done video, video editing up to that point. But in those classes was where I really learned how to use final cut, like in and out. And my instructor, I think it was my junior year. might've been my senior year. He, he was like, Oh, come shoot football games. Like, and I looked at him. I was like, what do you mean? Come shoot football games. He's like, take this camera, go out there and film it. And then you come back and you bring it into your editing software instead of just ripping YouTube videos all day. Right. And you edit your footage and make something cool. So I was like, yeah, all right, let's do that. And I went out there and just the, it was the opening night. Um, I went to central Catholic Toledo, central Catholic, um, in my hometown, obviously, and pretty good football program. Um, I don't know all the statistics, but back-to-back state champs, um, 
Deshaun Kaiser was in my class, 2000, class of 2014. He's in, he was in the league. I don't, I think he plays for the Raiders now. He's a quarterback. I think so. So, right. So that really put that name really put us on the map as far as like, like college going to Notre Dame and everything. There were players before him, but obviously being a quarterback, that was big. So us having success with that caliber of quarterback on our team, it was like, there was a lot of engagement to be had. So shooting the game, my first game ever was like, I already knew, you know, kind of going into it, what was at stake and what could have been done, you know, what can be done. So you shot Kaiser your senior year then? It was probably my junior because I did it for two years. I did it for two years. So, and it's not, it wasn't even like that. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to shoot, you know, oh, Deshaun Kaiser. It's like, we all go to school together. Everyone, you know, is tight knit group. You know, it's not like that big of a high school. It's not small by any means, but it's not huge. You know, it was, Mm -hmm. it's not a huge public high school. Um, And what I did was after I shot the game, I was like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Like I got some really good shots. I remember that was my first game, like probably three plays in and they, he threw an out route and I damn near almost got ran over. Nice. And since then, I don't even think since then I've had that close of an encounter. I've never, I've never been hit in my lifetime. Knock on wood. Well, I guess as a videographer, you kind of want to though. (laughs) Yeah. The shot. Well, that's the thing is, is people, people will, it's like, it's the get them in shot mentality and, you know, get the shot, get the shot. And for me, it's like, yeah, okay. I could get the shot and it would be amazing. It would look really good. But when my lens snaps off my camera, it's done. I'm done. Yeah, or it's all breaks over. Leg. <laughs> it's, right. It's all over, man. It's, it's all over. You know, even now, if, if I'm out there and my equipment gets destroyed with, you know, Rona and the budget, it's like, I, I'm not going to get another one. You know, mm-hmm. well, that ain't happening was, right now. I was going to say, when you, you take a look at the price tag for camera equipment, you're going to be a little cautious. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, assistant video coordinator. So you're obviously you wear a lot of hats. You're involved in pretty much everything that they do for Ole Miss football. So I do, we, we would, we're 12 minutes in and we haven't talked about it yet, but it's essentially, well, I would say world renowned. Grayson, you probably back me up here. It, it obviously has won awards. It is respected all across, I would say the video platform world. Uh, walk us through a, I guess a development meeting or just any kind of production meeting brainstorm session for the season and how that all kind of materializes and becomes an episode each week. Honestly, I, I don't have enough of a hand in the season to do that. Like they, they, uh, okay. you know, they, right. So they do, that's totally separate, you know, uh, old Miss sports production. And then what I do, I, we help each other out, no doubt, but that's, that's their baby. And, kind of like the recruiting content slash slash nitty gritty stuff is what I do, you know, and it's been, you know, what I've always done. It's, it's like, you know, progressing through from those days at central Catholic through Toledo. It was like, I, my focus kind of shifted to, um, Hey, this stuff can engage people. Like you put that Mm -hmm. music on there and and you kind of connect with them a little bit, you know, the, the younger kids and they eat it up. They love it. Well, and, and it, that's a great point. Let me let me go ahead and flip it. So strike one on my part. I thought you worked with, with them uh, closely, but um, you, you mentioned a very important aspect of the, I guess, the process of making video and hype videos and highlight videos and all that. So engagement, it's something, especially with, with teenagers, recruits, fans, you're not going to like the, the season is a 30 minute episode. So you're going to get a lot of engagement there, but it's mostly going to be the hardcore fans, the people that look forward to it every week. What you do and what you guys do is something that I find a little more challenging and also a little more rewarding when you can fit something that hits and is powerful into a 30 to 40 second video, I think takes a lot more. Not that it's look, I'm not smirching the season. It takes a lot of skill to do what they do, but I feel like that's a harder thing. It's a harder message to craft and get across. Um, like the the industry, if you will, I think you can call it that, 
the industry of hype videos was escalated to you know uh, another level last year with the work that uh, Will Stout, Cody Warsham, and Derek Panamski did at LSU with all the publicity they were getting for their hype videos. And you guys have been doing that sort of thing for a couple of years now. When you're when you're crafting that, it, is there a certain person you gravitate towards out on the field, whether it's a player or a coach? Are you looking for sound bites? Are you looking for actual raw noise on the field? Or is it just kind of a feel thing that's just different every time you go out there? It's definitely different every time I go out there, but the focus is is we're a team. We're not it's not about a single player or anything like that. So I try and spread the love as much as possible. You know, it's it's a it's easy to me, in my opinion, it's easy to to film um, wide receivers because or quarterbacks because the ball is always in their hands. You know, it's like if you follow the ball when you're filming, you're always going to get something. Right. But when you're one guy, when I'm one guy out there, it's like I have to, you know, ISO on um, Jaquez or, or somebody on defense, you know, and they might not be even be in the play. You know, they might be uh, the play might not come their way. So you have to be able to. Uh, take what you have, but you, but at the same time, you know, if you have filmed the same people every time you go out there, you know, that just, it doesn't look good. You know, if I'm putting Matt and, and John Rice and Elijah and Ely on, on the video every time, that's just, that's not, you know, that's, that's not, that's not what I'm about. We need, we're a team. We want to win as a team. We, we promote as a team. That's, that's what that's about. And those guys, the guys down at LSU, which Will's, Will's out at um, SC now, but the, the, the guy that went with him, Jake Brown, um, he, I, I don't know him personally, but I started following him when he worked at Ohio State, which was when I was still at Toledo. He was there. Okay. And he went to LSU, and now he's out there at USC. So I've been following him for a while, and that's what surprised me the most. I was like, damn, LSU is, you know, doing and, – and honestly, LSU didn't do anything differently than what has already been done before. Like all of those things have been done before. It's just you combine that – With an You combine that team. with – right. You combine that with a winning team and – it's magic. It's Matt. You see what it, what it did. I mean, millions of views and everything, and that's not taken away from them, but like, do you think that they're the first person or the first people to rotoscope a, a, a sweat drop and, and, uh, and, and, you know, transition through it? No, you know, there's so many people that are better than I am. And there's so many people that have done that thousands of times over, but you combine that with an audience that's just chomping at the bit and that's what you get. And credit where credit is due here to both Stout and his team with that Joe Burrow coming out of the tunnel shot. But I mean, like you were saying, it's been done before and you got equally as crispy a shot the other day. Um, we talked about it the other day because I, I didn't know the inner workings of the video department, but you got that shot with Ryder Anderson coming into the huddle and, and leaving the uh, leading the, the sip jacks and all that stuff. Um that, I mean, it's been done before, and it's just a matter of, right, like a winning team. And I think it's probably pretty fun on your end. I mean, it has to be, right? You know, you're going from no bashing on before, but the Matt Luke uh, arrow was kind of dull, right? And now you've got all this energy and hype surrounding the program. I mean, you've got a guy like a polarizing figure like Wilson Love. You've got Lane Kiffin, who's obviously not in the limelight as much, but I'm sure you have a bunch of cool shots from him. Um is it more fun? I mean, I know the answer to this and I think everybody does too. Is it more fun being part of a staff that is full of energy as opposed to a team that maybe isn't as successful or interesting? Um, or is it a matter of what you make of it? Yeah. And I knew that was going to come up too. I knew that was going to come up too. Um, I feel like when LK got here, it was like, it was everything that I had been hoping for before. Not and and don't I don't want anyone to listen to this and take that away. Like like I'm not saying that I wanted the old stuff out. What I'm saying was the fact that when he got here, there was so much energy that that was energy. Like where was that at when I first got here? 
like it was here. It was the same. It's the same people. So like the fan, fan wise and everything like that, like where were those people at? Because I feel like that support sh- should have been there to begin with. You know, I'm, I'm out there. We're out there against Cal and it's like the stadium's empty. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, this game is huge. This game's huge. You know what were they, they were ranked 23. I actually just went back and watched, uh, couple plays from that but yeah heartbreaker yeah and and i'm like where is that at so yes and no but when lane kiffin got here it was like everyone was chomping at the bit everyone wanted you know something new something fresh it's like oh what do we know now what's this now you know and that i feel like that's when everything that i did took off like it was good last year and it was it's just as good as it is now and but it just wasn't gaining the traction and then all of a sudden everything came together and that's kind of the same deal as lsu so like when you combine things you know on the field off the field with what you're doing and it all comes together magic happens you know you saw the you saw the bop on broadway you made did you make your intro bop bop because of that video um i'll let zach answer that one but it certainly played a, a factor into it. Because you guys talked about it. You talked about it on the pod. You guys were like, now Ole Miss is, is uh, putting Lane Kiffin's head onto baby. It so and it's fun. like, yeah. it, you were like, the give a fuck button has just been broken. Well, and look, like that's and that's a great point. So you're talking about how you want to appeal to recruits. You want to appeal to the players. And, you know, I've listened to all kinds of music. I, I'll I'll. I'll dabble with some bro country or some classic rock or something like that to just mix things up. But that just doesn't work well with, with college football and it doesn't work well with teens to a certain point. So yeah, I mean, we want to play music that not only people are going to be attracted to or going to, you know, nod their head to, but yeah, you want to appeal to players. So we absolutely want to cater our podcast to appealing to, because I mean, our audience is, probably primarily 18, 19, 20 year old college students to, you know, early to mid thirties, you know, married dudes, dads who still keep up with Ole Miss sports, but you know, want yeah. a little, want, want a little bit of, you know, some flair to it. You know, we, we add a little bit of our own thing here, but yeah. So Bop being our intro at one point now, I believe it's uh shake the room. It's just a little bit of a, you know, stuff that, that I'm, it's kind of like what you, what you do and what Grayson does when he does videos for us. It's kind of like what you're feeling at the time. So yeah. if I hear something like, I mean, hell, this is, this is really going to earn the explicit tag on the podcast. I listened to WAP today for the first time. Holy shit. That, that is a bop. And it's you know, aggressive. Full circle here. <laughs> but yeah, that was the first time I listened to it. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah, it's very aggressive. Cardi, Cardi B still a queen. She still got it. Um, but yeah, it's like something like that where it's like, oh man, that, that, that new song is something that that I've been listening to a lot in the car. I've listened to it a lot when you know we're at the gym or running or whatever. So I, I'll kind of do it like that, kind of like how you do with however you're, what you're feeling at the time. So yeah, your video played a part. It just like the song being big, the baby is is a big name right now. He puts out a lot of good tracks. So um, so yeah, it's kind of a similar process when we get in the lab and we're trying to find something. So what you're saying is that we don't use Imagine Dragons for a reason. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that kind of principle that kind of principle but let me let me ask you this or tell you this whatever let me ask you it because i want to know your opinion okay. would you say you're going to be an old miss football fan for the rest of your life unfortunately right <laughs> well don't say that not with me on the pod man. don't say that <laughs> yeah so on, so Grace. you're going to be an old miss football fan fan the rest of your life not it's not going to change so when I try and appeal to you, anything that I put out, you're going to like. You might not like it as some of the, as much as some of the other stuff, but you're going to like it. So my idea is we need to appeal to the people who aren't fans, who are potential fans, younger kids, and turn them into, hey, maybe I want to go to Ole Miss one day. Or, hey, you know, next time Ole Miss is playing whatever team. I'm going to root for Ole Miss or I'm going to turn the Ole Miss game on because, you know, that's who I want to watch over some of these other games that are on. That's my idea behind it because, you know, a fan on Facebook, no matter what you put on there, they're going to watch it. They're going to like it. They're going to engage it. So 
why are we trying to appeal to those people all the time? We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. We should be appealing to the people, you know, that are borderline or, or aren't even fans. I mean, before I came down here, um, it was probably what, like 2013, 14, the last time that I watched Old Miss on TV. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. Makes I, sense. I was in high school and that was when they were good. So obviously, yes, you're going to watch, you, you know, you're going to watch a uh, top 25 program play because you want to know what's going to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. when you're not, what are you doing? You know, right now, right. what are we doing? And well, well, it's similar. that's where Alex Collins comes in. Like, I, I want to shout him out. Like, like he sees the same thing thing as me. And so did Brennan Chapman. But but Alex Collins, like, we, we'll sit in here and we'll just throw darts at a wall. You know, me, him, and, and sometimes Matt Lindsay. It's like, this is what we want to do. And they're, they're, you know, they back me 100%. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a great point because kind of – playing off a current event here, it's like the same people that that have been saying, oh, I'm done with the NBA now. People have been saying that for like five years because like, oh no, like professional athletes have a voice and they want to say how they feel and it, you know, hurts people's feelings and blah, blah, blah. They've been saying that forever. This, this is the same people that will say, well, I'm done with Ole Miss because they moved a stupid statue that's commemorating losers or they got rid of a mascot. Like those people are, are still going to be Ole Miss fans. It's like you Forever said, Alex, never. they're always going to be Ole Miss fans. They can say what they want on Facebook and get triggered and throw a fit, but they're still going to cheer for Ole Miss on Saturday. So yeah, that's a great point about click on that video. Absolutely. Because yeah. look, regardless if they like the music or not, they're still a fan and they're still going to want to yep. cheer for Ole Miss. So that's, yeah. that's a, Excellent point. Um, we're going to take our, our break, hear from the sponsors that make all this possible. And uh, when we come back, we'll have more with Alec and we'll, uh, we'll talk some more. Uh... It's Zach again, Podcast Rebellion, to remind you of our lovely sponsors here at the show. If you like New Orleans-inspired cuisine, go see Kelly English and the good folks in Memphis at Second Line or Restaurant Iris for some fantastic food and cocktails. You can also travel down to the coast to Magnolia House in Biloxi at Harris Gulf Coast. Blackjack, craps, slots, southern cooking, cocktails, what's not to like? All three fantastic establishments, part of the Kelly English Restaurant Group. Good food, good people, good cocktails. It can't be beat. That second line, Restaurant Iris in Memphis and Magnolia House in Biloxi. Speaking of good food, if you're in Oxford, go see Greg and the good folks at LB's Meat Market, the inaugural sponsor of this year's podcast, on University Avenue across from Kroger. Celebrate with the best protein for your almost grilling needs with Greg and the rest of the folks there. And be sure to tell them that Red Cup sent you for exclusive deals and promotions. Remember, the Philly combo is back for just $10 right now. And you've got your lunch specials. 11 to 3.30, Monday through Friday. That's LB's Meat Market on University, across from Kroger. Arby's is full of shit. LB's has the meats. Speaking of Oxford, if you're looking to get some libations going, be sure to check out Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery. It's a quick little eight-minute drive south of Oxford on Old Taylor Road, and it's the only spot in the Magnolia State for a true grain-to-glass gin experience. The space is fantastic. Chan and the rest of the guys there are doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, go there, get a tour, do a tasting, or you could do both. Inquire about maybe renting it out for a private event, maybe a anniversary, a wedding reception, a rehearsal dinner, something. The place is amazing. That's Wonderbird Spirits, North Mississippi's first distillery in Taylor, Mississippi, and be sure to follow them on Instagram for all their latest updates and uh, comings and goings there at Wonderbird. Speaking of libations, if you're in Memphis and you're looking to stock the cooler this year, Old Dominic on South Front Street is your place to go. Just like Wonderbird, you can go there for a tasting, for a tour, or both, and be sure to check out the rooftop bar, which is super awesome, has some great views of downtown Memphis, of the Mississippi River. Uh, you can try their Healing Station High Rye Bourbon, the Memphis Toddy, the Memphis Vodka, or the new Honey Bell Vodka. You can get it all there or at your local package store. So celebrate with that Healing Station bourbon. 
a very small batch high rye bourbon by the folks at Old Dominic. It's a bold classic whiskey with notes of stone fruit, dark cherry, and just the right amount of spice and heritage that dates back to 1866. You can enjoy it neat or even in your favorite cocktail like an old fashioned. It's got a mash bill of 52% corn, 44% rye, and 4% malt. Healing Station stands alone in its category of high rye bourbons. So you could do that, or you can enjoy a quick taste of Memphis Toddy before the game this weekend, and then you can wind down with that Healing Station afterwards. So, like we always say, ask your, pa- ask, ask your package store where you can find Healing Station by Old Dominic. And, as always, OD encourages you to share SIP responsibly. And last but certainly not least, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, make it a Clark Ford vehicle. Corey Clark and the rest of the folks in Amory, Mississippi on Highway 25 are committed to finding you a new vehicle today. Be sure to browse their inventory online, request more information about the vehicles, set up a test drive, and inquire about financing all online. If you want to do it a little old school, maybe uh, conversate via telephone, you can give them a call at 662-257-1900 and get in a new Ford today. And we are back here on Podcast Rebellion with Alex Zabo and Grayson Weir. Alec, all right, we, we're going to go back and, and, and talk some Ohio. We're going to talk a little bit about Toledo, where you were before Ole Miss. I do have to ask, I am... I'm a fan of the massive rest stops in Ohio. When I was driving from New York City to Chicago, I uh, went through the state of Ohio, and some of those places just fuck real hard. I mean, you've got a gas station, like full-service rest stop, truck stop. Then you've got basically a mini mall, like a little shopping center. That The one I was at had Chick-fil-A, Burger King, Wendy's, and Starbucks. And so, I mean, I'm driving a moving van by my, by myself, so I get gas, I get coffee, and I get food. And I mean, I'm just, I could have gotten all kinds of knickknacks and trinkets from the little shopping mall in there for, you know, some Ohio keepsakes. But are, are you a fan of those as well? Is that something that you're familiar with? Am I? Yeah, that's the, uh, I, I think it's just the I-75 special. Yeah, that is ama- that is amazing. Everybody should have those. Yeah. That's all the way through I-75, I mean, all the way up into, through Michigan, you know? Yeah, it's fantastic. I, I loved it. I was a huge fan. Um, so uh, we would be remiss talking Ohio if we didn't ask, um, is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? Don't ask me. Don't. I'm not a big enough basketball fan. I'm not going <laughs> to make people okay. mad one, either way. Like, I've only seen LeBron play, so I'm not even going to speak on it. I can't speak <laughs> on something. I mean, I think the answer is obvious here, Alec. It, it, one is named King James, and one is just Michael Jordan. So there you go. Um, <laughs> you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna piss people off with that, though. That's fine. We love I to do, do that. I, I do it every day, anyway. Yeah. So you're in Ohio. Let's go a little technical here. Uh, you know, you talked a little bit about high school and how you got into it. Uh, you go to Toledo. Um, how did you start to stage your shots and really get into, all right, this is something I want to do for a living as opposed to just, this is a hobby for me. I'm going to go shoot the game, you know, shoot Kaiser. You get to Toledo, start working with the football program there. Um, you know, how did you, how did it all come together? So, and that's actually a really good question because that was tough for a while. Um, I knew, you know, I think it was my freshman year at Toledo. I, I didn't, um, I wasn't on payroll. So like I wasn't a, a, um, student worker or whatever you would call it. So I wasn't getting paid, which it's not that much, but, um, I wasn't on that yet. And I was just like voluntary. So I would show up and I would take like a GoPro out to the field and shoot and everything. Um, so my high school instructor set me up with that. He, he knew the um, VC at Toledo because he used to be the VC at Toledo. And it was like I went in there um, and showed them some of the videos that I made from high school, which one was like a, a, a Red Wings season highlight. And it was actually pretty cool. It was All the Lights by Kanye. And nice. it's, a, it's on my YouTube. If you go all the way, eh, they might have copyrighted it, but it, 
it might be on there. It should be on there if you go to my YouTube. It's just my name, Alex Abo. But I showed them that, and they were like, yeah, this is actually really good. Like, hey, come and, you know, shoot some games. So did that. And my next year, I got hired in and started shooting practice as well. So once you get hired in, you know, like I was shooting end zone, you know, coaches film, coaches film wise. And that went really well. So now I'm, I'm able to shoot on the field and travel with the team and do all these things. And when I started doing that, they had just invested in a new camera um, for video purposes. I think it was a uh, some kind of Panasonic. It was like a Panasonic G5 or something like that. I forget. No, it wasn't. It was just some cheap, cheapo Panasonic. But it had high speed. And I started using that. So fall camp of my second year, I started using that camera going out there, shooting a little bit of high speed, and I would put cups together, and they went absolutely insane on Twitter. Sick. So my second year was 2015. That was the year we went to Arkansas and beat them. That was glorious. Glorious. Absolutely glorious. So after that game, we were ranked. I think we were 23 in the nation, and I put out like a recap video, a hype video, and it was like the – most retweeted thing or like thing, whatever it was back then in like five years on that account. I I don't even know. I I just remember it did numbers. It did absolute numbers. Yeah. Because it was literally Toledo versus everybody, Toledo versus the world. We just beat Arkansas, went to the sec, their house, beat them. And that was huge. And then I put that out and it just went crazy. So that's when I started to realize that 2015 season, um, didn't end up going to the Mac championship. I forget how that season ended, but we went to the Boca Raton bowl and that was amazing. And it kind of like, I feel like that season was a prelude to like where I am now. We went to Arkansas and beat an sec team. And then we went to Boca for a bowl game. And I just think of that season. That was the season that I made my mind up and I was like, Hey, I want to try to do this as a job. And where am I at now? I'm I'm at an SEC West school with Lane Kiffin as my head coach. Yeah, not too bad, huh? No, it, it's like it's crazy to think about. So how it went from that to this, and that's when I started to think about it. Come 2016 is when I did uh, my internships. I went to school for biomedical engineering, by the way. That's not related to this. So when I worked my internships, <laughs> they were pretty well paying, and I used that money and invested that into my camera gear. So it all came together. So I'm in school for engineering, right? And I'm asking myself, do I want to do this? You know, do I want to continue to do this, change my major? Do I want to work this or there? Do I want to try and work, you know, in football? It was all over the place. 2016 was like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know. But I knew if I had already completed three years of engineering classes, I might as well finish the last two and graduate. And just get out because the sooner I get out, right, right. The sooner I get out, the sooner I can do things. So that's how that went down. And obviously ended up making my mind, you know, making my mind up that I want to work in football. And 2017, I had all the gear, you know, I bought everything that I needed to, you know, take it to the next level. And I did that, you know, fall camp videos, everything went through 2017. We won the MAC championship. Um, Really, right. Really kind of like boosted my confidence in it. And I'm like, yeah. And I, that's when I found out there's actual jobs for this stuff. You know, I didn't even think that this was possible. (laughs) I didn't think that this was possible. Yeah. It's, it's similar to me where I'm like, man, people pay me to like write recruiting stories. It's wild. Like it's, yeah. And talk about sports. It's like, what a time. It's pretty Um, neat. It is. It's dope. I, I have to be sure to give him, give him love here. Jason Candle, the fucking, Hotboard King. Uh yes, sir. I, I big JC fan. He's uh, he's only 40. Um and yeah, won eleven games in twenty seventeen, went to four straight bowl games. It's hard to win in the Mac because that's a really tough league. And uh he's done a he's done a nice job for the Rockets it over is. there at the last bowl. I'm a I'm a big fan of of Jason Candle. Big shout out to uh Coach Candle too. Or Coach Campbell, excuse me. Absolutely. Coach Campbell, Matt Campbell, yeah. yes, sir. That's, yeah, absolutely. Another that's big where game. that built is like 2015 build up, and then he left, and it was like candle, and it's just it was so good. I'm so glad that I was there from 2014 to 2019. Like that was that was awesome because if it if it would have been anything else, 
maybe I don't, you know, pursue this, you know, maybe, maybe it kind of wavers like, Hey, do I really want to do this for like, you know, if it was like a, uh, uh, what would that be two and 10 team or something like that? That would not be, that wouldn't boost my confidence in, in things. And, you know, that's why it's just like, shout out to Toledo because all those guys, those players that were like, even, um, Kareem Hunt, uh, Cody Thompson, all those guys, Logan Woodside, it was like, you know, they were like, no, your stuff's dope. Like, Hey, let's do this. Let's, I got an idea for this video or, Hey, make my rookie year highlights and put it out. Sick. And yeah. Like that was cool. Like I'm down with that cream hunt. I assume. Yes, sir. Cool. And that was, that was big for me because that boosted my brand. I mean, that's how really I, I went from 800, you know, 700, 800 followers of people I only know to now I'm almost at 2000, which isn't that much, but like, that's, that's huge. That's a huge difference just to go up in that just from one, one thing, you know, and then obviously I graduated from Toledo, got hired at Ole Miss and started making stuff and Ole Miss fans have shown me love ever since. Yeah. Well, we're definitely glad to have you. I mean, so you touched on it a little bit here and I know you had uh, a couple topics you wanted to bring up too. So I'll, I'll kind of segue it um, here with a two-parter. Um, obviously Toledo, I'd like to actually, Zach, you mentioned it's hard to win in the Mac. I'd like to shout myself out. NCAA 14 just took UMass to a, uh, Mac title. Anyway, um, you were there at Toledo. Like you said, everything kind of came together where, I mean, the team was good, right? Who was the most electric player? I assume I know the answer here that you saw when you were at Toledo. Was it Logan Woodside? Was it Kareem Hunt? Was it Deontay Johnson? Um, Art Tompkins, I think was, was probably there, right? When you were a senior. Yeah, he was a running back. He was, he was younger. No, he was there for a while while I was there. He was younger. Okay. And he's at what? UConn now? Something like that, but they're not playing this year, so I don't know what's going on. But who's the most electric guy you saw on the field at Toledo? Man. Um, that's tough because, like, I mean, Logan holds all the records at Toledo for yeah. passing. He beat, he beat Bruce Gradkowski for every almost everything, I think. I mean, he tried everything. Yeah, so when he was out there on the field and Cody was out there, Deontay, it was like you knew – you knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's, he's going to light it up. But when you give the ball to Kareem Hunt, you, he's just, you can't tackle him. You cannot <laughs> tackle that guy. You can't. He, he will, refuses to go down. So I would say probably Kareem, but it was just, it was just an offensive nightmare. If you Some can. of the parts, you know. So, you know, you go out there to play defense against that Toledo 2017, 2016 Toledo team. It's like, good luck, you know? Absolutely. So I would say Kareem. Yeah. I I think that's kind of the, the standout name at least, you know, but I'll spin it now. Part two. Um, and I know here, let me give you this, let me give you this nugget. Um, Kareem hunts freshman year, his freshman year. And I didn't, I wasn't there for this. I didn't witness this with my own two eyes, but it happened his freshman year. First play, first team period, first play off scrimmage, fall camp. He gets the ball for, as a freshman, true freshman now. Squares up with a linebacker coming across the line. I think it was a linebacker. Might have been a DB. I don't know. Whoever it was, lowered his shoulder, hit him, broke their collarbone. Oh, Lord. Yeah. 18 years old, a cream hunt. All right, That's this when you legit. knew. <laughs> That's when you knew. For sure. And I'll spin it. Um, and I know you wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit too. I just dropped my headphones. Sorry if that made a bang. Um, who's the most electric player you've seen? You're at, you've been at Ole Miss what like tw- about twenty four months now, twenty months or so. Let's uh, see, June uh, June third of two thousand nineteen. So yeah, okay, a little so over a year. A little over a year. Yeah. Um, who's the most electric player you've seen in pads since you've been in Oxford on the field? Obviously, you have more access than pretty much anybody else in the country, media, fans, people watching on TV. If you had to like just put out one guy, one name, most electric player you've seen on the field, it doesn't necessarily have to be the best. It doesn't necessarily have to be the best stat line, but just the guy that is most electric on the team either last year or this year. Hmm. And if you have to go the politically correct route and say all of them, that's fine too. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> um, obviously, John Rice is in there. 
Yeah. He's just he's just an athlete. I mean, he's and he's he's a leader. He just funny. His laugh cracks me up every day. I'm sit, I sit right across from from the uh, O staff room, and uh, you know when John Rice is in there because he's he's cackling, he's laughing, he's you know. It's always it's always funny. So I would he's up there, but if we're if we're talking if we're talking play wise, mm, I don't know. Probably somebody from defense. Pro- probably. Maybe Chuck was last year. Nah. Sure. Sam's in there too. I ain't got Sam's, nothing to say. I'm just here to ball. Sam Sam's in there, right? Sam's in there too. So I I don't know. I don't. I would have to say, honestly John Rice, but not because uh, it doesn't even have to do with anything like football wise. Like yes, he's super fast. He's fast as shit, and he'll run by everybody. But like you combine that with off the field, and he's just he's got crackhead energy. He's got crackhead energy. Love that. What he has. That's exactly what you need in a quarterback. Crackhead energy. It's it's awesome, and I wish I had it. I told him the other day. I'm like, <laughs> I have to drink two scoops of C4 just to have your energy out at practice. Damn, and two scoops of C4 is no joke for those of you who don't know what C4 is. Two scoops will get you pretty jacked up. Makes um, your face tingle. Yeah, <laughs> makes your whole body tingle. Damn. Um, so then spin that again. You set it up great. Uh, we were talking a little bit offline, and now you're obviously Lane Kiffin keeps very tight tabs on who's allowed to hear things in the program, who's allowed to say what. So I know you can't speak to it too much, um, but what's that offense looking like so far in camp? How's it looking? Does it feel good? Is it clicking? Um, and the quarterback battle obviously is the biggest storyline here. And we got into this a little bit offline, but John Rice Plumley, obviously the incumbent, like you said, perhaps the most um, energetic or electrifying player on the field. But people forget that Matt Corral is an unbelievable athlete. He's in the best shape from what we can tell on the outside of his career, if not even like all the way extending back through high school. Um, what's it looking like? Are things looking good? I mean, or is it going to take some time where there's a little bit of learning yeah. curve? Um, yeah. So I, I haven't worked in football that long to, to know this for a fact. But in my opinion, I feel like everything looks good in camp. You know, nice. days you have like in camp, like offense has their days, defense has their days. And you just, you don't really know until you go out there and you face somebody, you know, you actually tackle. I mean, right. we don't, you don't actually tackle in camp. So how are you going to, you know, gauge that when you go out there on Saturday to play in the VA and it's like, you don't know, you know, and but going off of that, that's kind of I kind of deflected right there. But um, I figured you would. Yeah, but but <laughs> but me personally, I think uh, I think they both do really well. Like they both have been doing really well, and you can't you know take take you know away away from one and give to the other and blah blah blah. But I just want to I just want people to understand that Matt Corral is not inconsistent. He hasn't played enough, started enough games, played in enough games to even be inconsistent. Like, and I'm going to, let me drop some knowledge on you. I went back and watched almost every single game, most important games from 2013 until 17 of Ole Miss football. Okay. Okay. So I'm not, I'm no expert by any means, but I went back and watched and I know what they said about Bo Wallace. You have good Bo and bad Bo. You have good Bo and bad Bo. Well, you don't even have enough film on Matt Corral to say you have good Matt and bad Matt. There's no such thing. Right. Like you don't know that yet. You can't you can't say that. So when people are talking about how Matt Corral is inconsistent or this or that, it's like where in what game? Yeah, what how, game? how can you say that when the guy missed most of the season, kind of just by default got pushed to the back, and then when he got an opportunity when he was tag teaming there in Missouri, and then people forget too, you know, the state drive at the end of the game last year, that was all Matt. And I think it's obviously the biggest storyline yes. is coming out of camp and everybody, yes. everybody's talking about it. It's all people want to know about. You're not allowed to talk about it. I know we don't know really much about it outside of the little leaks here and there that Matt outperformed John over the weekend. Um, but then people also have to take that with a grain of salt. And no, think, and I'm know, not even, I'm not even going to say that, that I can't speak on it. It's just that I'm a video guy. So 
I, I don't know. Like, like Coach Levy is the guy that will tell you. Trust me. He'll tell you. He'll let you know. Eventually, you'll know. Yeah, like, you might have to put a bug in the ear of uh, yeah. Kyle Campbell for us to get to get him on. I'm not, you know, right. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not Jeff Lebby. Like, I'm. I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to sit here. I can't give you all of that knowledge. I'm not a football coach. You know, I'm a video guy. But yep. from what I see, like Matt throws a ball really well. And like you said, let's focus on this. I'm glad you said you brought this up. Let's focus on the last drive of the Egg Bowl. Okay, where Matt Corral comes in. Let's focus on that. Let's not focus on anything that happened after it or before it. Let's focus on the drive itself up until the point where Elijah Moore crossed the goal line and scored. Yep. Focus on that. Matt Corral comes in the game. What, converts two fourth downs? Yep. Right. Uh, hits Braylon Sanders on the first one for, what, 40 yards? Something, Something like, like that. that yeah. Right. So he drives all the way down, and it was, what, fourth and goal. And it was the, it was the same exact play as the Cal game. It was – I think. I, I think it was the same. Very route. similar. Yep. Very similar. And he hits Elijah Moore on it. And Elijah's not going to make the same mistake twice. He scores that ball. Yep. He is not making the same mistake twice. So look at from that start to that finish. That's what you should see for a 2020 Old Miss football. Dot, dot, dot. Like, let's go back and watch that tape. It's on tape. It's on film. It's not like it didn't happen. It happened. Go back and watch it. 2020 Old Miss football. Dot, dot, dot. Yep. Right there. 12 plays, 82 yards, two minutes and two seconds. I and mean, if you do that against Auburn, you beat them. Absolutely. If you do that against, I think there, we, we talked about this on the podcast before, but I think there were four or five games last season where if one drive went differently, it might have flipped in Ole Miss's favor. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's obviously the biggest storyline coming out of camp is who the hell is going to be quarterback. And I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, Alec, this, I'm sick of people saying, oh, you know, Matt Corral's inconsistent. He's not a good athlete. Yes, he is. He's a very good football player. He's a great quarterback. He just got the short end of the stick last year. Wasn't fully healthy. Looks even more athletic this season. Has outrun Plumlee in some instances. Obviously, Plumlee and Ely are the two fastest guys on the team. That's just a matter of fact. But- uh, 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 oh. don't, don't disrespect Dennis like that. You do not disres- who? Dennis. Do not disrespect Dennis. Okay. Okay. Mr. 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 Twenty one and a half mile 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 per hour. Yeah, not too yeah, shabby. Do not. Don't yeah. disrespect him. Don't disrespect him because he might be. We, he's quick. We he's told, fast. He's quick. We Speed told freak. the uh, the Ole Miss police to to not get any ideas because I mean you got half the team breaking the campus speed limit out there. Yep. <laughs> they all run faster than eighteen miles an hour. I mean shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I want to go back to this because you mentioned just the buzz and the excitement that comes with Flank Kiffin. Um, in terms of obviously, you've got Wilson Love is just the soundbite. Like the dude should just be called soundbite. <laughs> he is he is the guy that you want the camera. You want to be rolling at all times. You want to make sure that red light's on when he's talking. Um, it, has Kiffin ever given you that sort of? I know he's not going to be loud and boisterous like Wilson Love will be, but do you anticipate being able to to get close enough to him to to get some some bites from him for a future video? I think I think we might. Um, just in the years that I've done this, though, I know that the head coach, you know, whether it's Matt Campbell, obviously, I've got I got a few from Matt Campbell. Like he's he's. You know, he kind of puts himself out there a little bit more. Um, but nothing really with Coach Candle. Coach Candle did not want to be on the video or nothing like that. And Coach Luke was kind of more like Matt Campbell. And then it, – and it's not about them wanting to be on it. It's just the vibe that you get from them. And I just know that in my experience, it's more important for me to put the players out there and everyone else, you know, working as a whole and that kind of energy – than filming Coach Kiffin the whole practice or like if he says something like filming that because when we do, when I do, I want it to be special. You know what I'm saying? Saying like that's like it's going to be special. Right now, it's not special. We, you know, we have goals that we, you know, are working for and and it's just not, now's not the time. But when, you know, we beat Florida and, you know, we, we, we go to Kentucky and we beat Kentucky. We come back for Alabama. Yeah, you might get a little something then. You might get a little something then. 
Absolutely. And I mean, like you said, it's got to be special. I mean, people remember with Matt Luke in particular, I don't know if this was your shot or not. This might've been the year before you, but like you don't have to be blood to be family. You know, that sticks out in everybody's mind. Everybody knows that shot. Everybody knows uh, that moment. And like you were saying, you know, you don't want to just put out Kiffin saying, all right, guys, get on the line, ready to break. You gotta, you gotta wait for that money shot. And speaking of money shots, um, I'll do a quick plug here before we let you go. Thanks for chopping it up with us, giving us kind of the behind the scenes look. Um, you know, you can find Alec on Vimeo, YouTube, A L E C S S Z A B O, um, on Instagram at Roy Whitka, R O Y W H I T K A. And then Twitter is also his name. Um, always great shots. If you had to look back and now I'm putting you on the spot here, um, one shot in your entire career, and I'm here on your YouTube right now, actually, that Detroit Ryan, uh, Detroit Red Wings, all the lights video is still on here. Copyright hasn't got you yet. Awesome. Um, but if you had to go back through, it could be all the way back until your junior year of high school. If you had one you know, shot that stands out in your mind, what would it be? When you just said, oh, shit, I nailed that. Hmm. I think it's going to be it's going to be a it's going to be a tie. Ties okay. It might be a tie. There's a few. There's a few to say one's greater than the other is subjective because of camera quality. Right. Um maybe Alonzo Russell touchdown 2015. Okay. Back at the end zone. That was my first ever college football money shot. And he did the, uh, and I, we were just talking about this yesterday. We, he did the uh, Percy Harvin celebration. I don't know <laughs> if you're familiar with that. It's like sticks his arms out, but that one. And then, it, honestly, I'll give you this. I'll give you this one. My m- most favorite money shot up to this point is Arkansas last year, first SEC game for me, or no, for, first SEC home game for me. Um, walk out of the tunnel, place is packed, sun setting, it's hot. I, I look at myself, you know, and my phone on Snapchat, I'm trying to take a Snapchat and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm not in Toledo anymore. <laughs> like this is not Toledo. We are not in Toledo anymore. So that game I had the um, first touchdown, it was Elijah coming across and another I, one. Great shot. I had a great shot of that. I followed Matt rolling out, Elijah catching the ball, and then the celebration was even better where they all came together and Matt slapped him on the helmet. Like that was I'm that was a culmination of everything because I realized I hadn't skipped a beat. That's just I mean, you just know when you know. And that that I know exactly the shot you're talking about. It was pretty damn crispy. Yeah, for sure. Well, Alec, uh, this has been fun. This is a very illuminating stuff for those that love the hype videos and love all the work that you guys put out. And when they get excited, when we retweet something that y'all do, it's, it's nice for, for those that are listening and for us that are doing the show here. Uh, it's cool to, to hear what goes into that. Cause Grayson will tell me every time when I throw an idea his way or tell him, we got to do this, we got to do that. And he's like, man, I, you know, it's gonna it's gonna take me a couple of days, yep. but we're gonna but, shoot we're gonna shoot for top ten. We're gonna shoot for top ten on Skull Sparks in every single category: Twitter, Instagram, all that, and interactions every month. That's what we're going for. When I got here, that's what I wanted to do. Uh, me, Alex Collins, the Marcom team. That's what we're going for. With Lane Kiffin, we're number two right now in July. Yeah, and we're gonna keep it going. Can't wait to see what August come comes out to be. But I have a feeling that we're number one. Yeah, Love it's that. gonna be. It's going to be fun. Uh, even with the abbreviated season, it's going to be awesome to see what you guys can uh, can cook up in the lab. So, uh, Alec, pleasure. Look forward to doing this again. We'll uh, we'll, we'll stay in touch. We'll we'll, we'll keep uh, we'll keep this on. Uh, we might just do a one off episode every every month or so. It just kind of lets you update us on what's going on. But uh, for Grayson over there, for Alec, I'm Zach. This has been podcast.